how air conditioners could save the planet. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Forest fires in the western U.S. are causing snow to melt earlier in the spring, and that could affect water supplies and trigger even more fires. A new study shows that more than 11 percent of all forests in the west are experiencing earlier snowmelt after wildfires, and researchers led by Portland State University say there are two Two reasons. Fire removes shade provided by tree canopies, allowing more sunlight to hit the snow. Also, soot or black carbon, charred wood bark, and debris left after a fire darkens the snow and lowers its reflectivity also known as albedo. A small change in snow's albedo can have a profound impact on the amount of solar energy absorbed by the snow and cause it to melt sooner. Kelly Gleason, the lead author, said that the effect is widespread across the West and persists for at least a decade and up to 15 years after a fire. She described a vicious cycle where warmer conditions due to climate change melt snow earlier, leading to larger and longer-lasting fires. Then, in a feedback loop, the fires cause even earlier melting and more fires. As global warming melts sea ice in the Arctic, it's also heating up geopolitics. Last week, the Pentagon released a report saying that China may be preparing to strengthen its presence in the area. The BBC reports that although China is about 1,800 miles from the Arctic Circle, it's bought or commissioned several icebreakers to carve out new trade routes. The Pentagon report noted concerns about China's plans in Greenland to establish a research station, a satellite ground station, and to expand mining and renovate airports. While Beijing says these are only commercial efforts, the Pentagon says that they could strengthen Chinese military presence in the Arctic. Last year, China published its first-ever Arctic plans using the phrase Polar Silk Road, which ABC News reports referenced the ancient network of trade routes that connected China to the West. China declared it's a near-Arctic state, although no such category has been recognized. Russia, which is building up its Arctic military presence, is not supporting the Chinese efforts and opposes all foreign icebreakers operating in the Northern Sea Route. These matters will likely be discussed at the Arctic Council Summit this week, which U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo will attend. The eight-member council is made up of countries with territories in the Arctic, which does not include China, but its representatives attend in an observer status. Hippos in East Africa play a critical role in spreading an important nutrient from the land to the water. In the Mara River Basin in Kenya and Tanzania, the animals eat large amounts of silica-rich grass at night, and then during the day, when they move into the river to cool themselves, they defecate, releasing silicon, acting as a kind of conveyor belt from the land to the water. Silicon is vital for the health of the river and lakes downstream, like Lake Victoria. It feeds a single-celled algae that produces oxygen and takes up carbon. The algae are at the base of the food chain, and if the hippo population declined, other harmful species would take over and could create dead zones. That would lead to a reduction in the amount of silicon that makes its way to the lakes, resulting in fish kills that would affect those who depend on fish for their livelihoods. Hippo populations have been declining, according to The Independent, and are expected to fall more in coming decades. 
It's been about two weeks since Consumer Reports revealed that a bottled water brand owned by Carrick Dr. Pepper had excess levels of arsenic, but the Food and Drug Administration said it did not have any immediate plans to ask for a recall. Arsenic is a naturally occurring heavy metal that can cause disease and affect child development. It can be found in natural water supplies depending on an area's geology. Carrick Dr. Pepper markets the mineral spring water produced in Mexico under the brand name Peña Fiel. The company tested samples that were for sale in the U.S. and found on average 17 parts per billion of arsenic, which is 7 parts per billion over the federal limit. According to Consumer Reports, the federal limit for arsenic in bottled water should be revised downward to 3 parts per billion. And in recent tests, it found that six brands, including Starkey from Whole Foods, Crystal Geyser Alpine, and Volvic, had levels at 3 or higher. And finally, we know that in order to avoid the worst effects of climate change, we'll need to drastically reduce carbon emissions. But as the planet warms, we'll want more air conditioning, and cranking those AC units will require more energy that will emit more CO2, and we'll get stuck in an endless loop where the planet gets hotter and hotter. But those very air conditioners could one day be our salvation. A team of researchers in Germany says they can be retrofit to capture CO2 and create new energy. In their proposed system, units powered by renewables like solar panels on a building and using existing technology would extract carbon dioxide and water from the air and then convert them into hydrogen. Using a multi-step chemical process, that hydrogen would be transformed into a synthetic oil. So not only would these new units suck CO2, they would create a new fuel, leading to a net-zero carbon cycle. The authors describe this system as crowd oil replacing crude oil, as these personalized synthetic oil wells and buildings will allow people to crowdsource climate solutions. There are logistical obstacles, however, such as how to store and transport all that synthetic oil. But that said, it's a pretty cool idea that sucks in a good way. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Explore new trends in technology at ACE19, June 9th through 12th in Denver. Learn more at awwaace.org.